We've all heard the old adage, you break it, you buy it. But what about when you accidentally damage something when you're a guest in someone's home? Is it incumbent upon you to repair or replace it? Or should the host just accept the accident as the cost of doing business? We take apart a few scenarios today on Ethics and Etiquette, a thought-provoking dialogue about everyday dilemmas. I'm your host, Marna Ashburn. I'm here with wife, mother, and attorney Kelly Halligan-Zimmerman. Hi, Marna. Hi, Mike. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Kelly. And Mike Derrick, a retired Army officer, combat vet, and father of four. Hi, Mike. Hey, good morning, Marna, and good morning, Kelly. Our goal here is to offer you insights and perspectives on sticky situations that will help you scrutinize your choices and exercise your own ethical muscles. All right, we're keeping it real here. We've got rain in three locations where we all are. I've got heavy rains and heavy winds and the remnants of Hurricane Isaias. I think that's how you say it, but we're giving it the old college try here. Today, we're going to talk about accidentally breaking something when you are a guest at someone's home. Should you offer to replace it no matter the cost? Is it reasonable for the owner to insist that it be paid for? Let me give you a scenario to get started. Mindy offered a cup of coffee to her neighbor's uncle, who was outside waiting on the driveway for the neighbor to return. He set the coffee mug on the hood of the car, and it slid off and shattered on the driveway. It was a Villeroy and Bach coffee mug, which, if you're not familiar with the brand, is pretty pricey. German brand. I just looked it up on the internet and a coffee mug in that pattern runs $34. So should the uncle pay for the coffee cup? Kelly, let's go to you first. No. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) accidents happen, right? If your mug is so special and so valuable, don't use it. Put it in a china cabinet. Should the uncle offer? The neighbor's uncle, I should say. I don't think so. And he probably, like me, would would think it was a $2 mug. I mean, I would apologize and say, I'm sorry, accident. Mm-hmm. I would apologize. And what if she explained, this was a Villeroy and Bach coffee mug. It cost $34, which I is what she did. I'd <laughs> say, I'm really sorry. I, I guess, you know, if it's that important to her, I'd pay her the $34. But I think that's a little ridiculous. It was important yeah. to her and she kept bringing it up. You agree, Mike? I agree with Kelly. That's small ball on the part of the host there. Don't put out your good stuff if you don't want people to use it. If people use things, they get broken. I mean, it's just part of life. We have 12 dinner plates. We had 12 dinner plates. I think we're down to nine now. I know. Who has you 12 know? anymore? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and, they chip, and so they break. Have we kept track of the three people who broke them? Probably two of which I broke? No, I think it's silly. I'd, however, the person who breaks that... I think, you know, if they're an adult and they care about that relationship, they should, of course, they should say, oh, I'm really, really sorry. I, what can I do? And, and then if that person comes back and says, oh, by the way, that's a $34 Villeroy and Bach coffee cup, then you can go, oh, geez, maybe he will go, visit less What the often. heck's that? Yeah, Maybe right. you shouldn't serve me <laughs> coffee out on the driveway in a $34 yeah. Villeroy and Bach mug. There yeah, it's go. so petty. There we go. And it is even, petty. I mean, it's Mike... Petty. You know, having to say you're apologi- you know, apologizing profusely seems a little over the top for a broken mug. I mean, we've all broken things before. It happens. That's what I think. It's just yeah. on the part of the hostess, uh, you just have to accept it as fair wear and tear. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to curse uh, here. I don't know if that's allowed, but <laughs> shit happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it does. Okay, here's a similar scenario. It's Bunko Night which is a dice game, and the hostess is serving wine in fine crystal stemware. During the evening, the bunco game gets rowdy, as they sometimes do, and one of the crystal wine glasses gets knocked off the table by a flying arm and shatters. What do we do here? What do the guests do? What do the hostess do? Kelly, let me start with you. 
Well, we call it drunko. Drunko? I would say for <laughs> drunko, you don't use your crystal stemware. And again, I have the same thoughts. Accidents happen. You know, you can't blame somebody for having a couple glasses of wine at Drunko and getting competitive <laughs> and throwing out an arm and breaking a glass. Right. Mike, do you see it that way too? I do. And I think for the benefit of our audience, I'm assuming that these were all women, right? Correct. Isn't that, you know, usually in the army at least, it's kind of a army army women's thing. And uh, this gal wanted her crystal stemware to be seen. Hey, it's part of the risk she assumes and if not she should have served them in plastic you know red cups or stemless wine glasses or something like that so yeah whatever. yeah the solo cups the solo, solo cups, cups. Yeah. Solo <laughs> yeah i mean mike's bringing out you know uh, legal terminology and uh, legal theories assumption of the risk which is very true i mean that's really what what she's doing she's assuming the risk when she puts out that crystal stemware wow i yeah. didn't even know that kelly yeah Man, you're all over I'm, it I am more <laughs> impressed with myself already. Look how you early it is. Should have gone to law school, Mike. <laughs> well, actually, the hostess who was telling me this story, when it happened, she immediately took responsibility. And she said, I, sh I shouldn't be using this stemware to begin with. I shouldn't have put it out. Because really, really nice stemware is for a sedate dinner party or a cocktail hour, not for Bunko. That's when you use the, the dollar store wine glasses. So there were no hard feelings. She sounds lovely. I mean, at Trunco, things can get nutty. She is, she is lovely. Okay, so leave yeah. the fine crystal stemware in the cabinet during Drunko. Yeah, you know, Marna, it's funny. Let me just bring something up real quick here. You mentioned the china cabinet, right? And um, right. it just so happens the other day we were helping an elderly relative by clearing out some things. And we ended up moving out a china cabinet. And I swear this china cabinet had not been opened in probably five or ten years. The dust was so thick inside. And all these lovely things were in there that hadn't been touched or used or even appreciated because they were covered in dust. And so I always ask myself, you know, if you've got that fine crystal stemware and is it best placed out at, uh, as Kelly would say, Drunko for everybody to use and uh, let it be part of life or do you put it on display? I think you make it part of life. And if you do, hey, you may break a couple pieces. But it's better than leaving it in the china cabinet for 15 years and then having some relative take it away when you're really old. So anyhow, that just happened to jump into mind because um, yeah. we were doing this the other day. Yeah, and where's the crystal stemware going? It is packed carefully in boxes. And really the hope is that somebody, like a kid, at some point will say, oh, yeah, I'd love to have that. Kids these days don't count, really... I wouldn't count yeah, on that. <laughs> they don't really want that sort of stuff. They don't. In fact, I've noticed that you cannot give away a china cabinet these days. I've known several people downsizing right. with china right. cabinets. You cannot yeah. give them away. There's no demand. Yeah. When I walk yeah. through the restore, you see a lot of big armoires and big china mm -hmm. cabinets mm -hmm. for sale, yeah. for clearance. Interesting. So it's kind of a thing of the past because people aren't getting crystal stemware and fine china in their wedding registries like they used to. Mm -hmm. It's a little interesting mm -hmm. cultural yeah. observation. All right, let's move on to the third scenario. And this is my scenario. Years ago when my daughter was two, I was we were traveling, the two of us, and we stopped in to see a friend and spent the night there. And at some point in the evening, my, my friend got the Tylex out to clean something, and my daughter saw her do it. And then the next morning, my friend went to work, and I got up and um, got my daughter dressed and then I jumped in the shower 
And while I was in the shower, my daughter went to the cabinet and got the Tylex out of the cabinet. And, you know, when you're a guest at someone's house, it isn't toddler-proof like your own house would be. This particular friend had no children at the time. So my daughter went and got the Tylex out of the cabinet and decided she was going to clean one of the living room chairs. And she sprayed Tylex on the chair and, and wiped it with a rag. And so when I got out of the shower, I found her. And at that point, the living room chair had bleach stains all over it because Tylex is pretty much bleach. It's a bathroom cleaner. <laughs> yeah, it's a bathroom oh. cleaner. Um, big, round bleach stains on this chair. Wow. So, you know, you have said, oh, right, you know, right off the Villeroy and Bach mug, right off the crystal stemware. What should I do in this case? Mike? Uh, do you have an upholsterer on speed dial, <laughs> Marna? I do now. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, I think you, you know, you make the offer. I think that's what you do. Um, and hopefully your host says, oh, no, 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 don't worry about it. Uh, I feel so bad for the child because the child probably, you probably gave your lovely daughter a bit of a piece of your mind, I would imagine. I may have freaked out. <laughs> that's may normal. or may not have. That's normal, yeah. <laughs> Plus, you know, you're worried about the kid and bleach and all that stuff. So, but I think that's what you do. We've been there also. We've had children destroy things. And, uh, but the one thing which sticks in my mind, which I will never forget, is what my mother would have. I'm the oldest of three. And when we were of that age, probably older than two, but we would often go into little shops. And we, we traveled in Europe quite a bit. So we'd be in European shops where we didn't necessarily speak the language very well. And before we went in the shop, my mother would line us up and we all had to put our hands in our pockets. We couldn't take them out until we came out of the shop. The, uh, the assumption was that, you know, like a lot of places, if you break it, you buy it, you know, and we'd be in some place with nice fine things and they're interesting to look at very sparkly and shiny and kids love to touch stuff like that but we had to keep our hands in our pockets i remember that my mother was adamant that's a great technique yeah kelly what do you say yeah i agree with mike these scenarios really are fact driven and this is a little bit different than a host or a hostess you know offering something that's pricey and you know where he or she should know that something could happen that glass or a cup can break yeah I would definitely tell my friend and an offer to replace the chair because it's it's just unfortunate but I think that's the right thing to do uh, because she's done you a, a you know a real favor and kindness to allow you to come stay with her and you know she shouldn't you know, suffer the consequences of normal kind of childhood stuff. But that's something that you should take responsibility for. So let me tell you what I did. I took responsibility for it. And I tried to reach my friend. She was actually taking a course for work. And I had a hard time reaching her. I was getting ready to leave too. And so I left messages for her and also for her husband trying to get somebody to call me back. By the time she got the message and called me back, she was so worried that it was an emergency that something had happened to her husband or something. It was actually a relief to hear that it was only damaged furniture. Her husband was a paratrooper and and they'd had to jump that morning. So she was worried something had happened to him. Anyway, so I had calmed down by this time and I told her what had happened. And I said, I will pay for the chair to be reupholstered. I will replace the chair, whatever you wish. I'll take care of it and make this better. We joke about it was the overnight stay that almost turned into a $400 overnight stay. (laughs) 
<laughs> my friend said she had planned to recover that chair anyway. It was a hand-me-down from her parents, and um, the plan all along was to reupholster it. So she was so relieved that nothing had happened to her husband that she said, you know, don't worry about it. I'm going to cover that anyway. So turned out not to be a $400 overnight after all, but it could have been. <laughs> we still laugh about it. Yeah, and I mean, thank God your daughter was okay. Oh, was, I know. That's, that's another a strong thing. chemical. I mean, it could have gotten in her eyes. Yeah, she could have. Yeah. Right. You know, well, I'm surprised by I'm surprised my daughter survived childhood, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have that feeling about many of our children, you know. <laughs> Definitely. Either either the risk they pose to themselves or the way in which yeah. uh, we were so mad at them at some point. Yeah, it can be right. so challenging to stay patient and to keep them safe at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And every stage of childhood, toddlers exploring, teenagers <laughs> making bad decisions. That's right. Yeah, my mom always said, little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> and I, that's true. And I didn't really get it till I had teenagers. I mean, that all worked out wonderfully with the chair. And it reminds me of another incident from my past. And uh, I was a cadet at West Point, uh, first year at West Point. And this kid who was in my company lived fairly close by, about an hour and a half from West Point, much closer than my family. So we got invited over there that one evening to spend the night or something. And I will never forget being served late in the evening because we got out late and we got there late a bowl of spaghetti and somehow somebody thought it was a good idea to take the spaghetti on plates into the living room and it was spaghetti and meatballs these folks had white living room furniture and you can oh, see where this is headed. No, you know. yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the guy who rolled the meatball. Not only down Did you the write a sofa. song about it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should. I'm not a real... I, I think it'd be make a great country song someday. We were in uniform, too. So, I mean, not only did I destroy their sofa, I could have chosen a much smaller piece of furniture, like a, an ottoman or a chair, but I chose the big three-person sofa, and I rolled the meatball off my leg onto the sofa and then down the front. Yeah, I felt really bad. And uh, of course, my host, my friend's very gracious mother assured me that, oh, that's nothing at all. But I knew it was something because uh, it was quite a mess. To gracious hosts like right, your exactly. host with your daughter. I mean, that's part of what I think we need to take away from this is if you're going to bring people into your home and, and you value that relationship, hey, there may be some collateral damage, especially if there are small kids involved or sleepy cadets from West Point. And it's always the tomato sauce, meatball, and the white furniture. Why is that? Yeah, I don't know. Could, I think they have, have a magnetic attraction. <laughs> magnetic attraction. It's one of the laws of physics that hasn't been right. fully defined yet. But I agree with you. If you're getting upset about material things, then either put them away and never use them or be magnanimous about it towards the guests in your home. Or you yeah. could be like some people in the Midwest and just get that plastic and cover everything <laughs> with that plastic. Right. That's lovely. Yeah. Then you just kind of sit on the couch. You sort of slide right off. But if you spill anything, you're covered. Yeah, I love that plastic on a hot, humid summer day, too, when you're wearing shorts <laughs> and your back of your legs stick to the plastic. And, and you peel off the outer layer of skin when you stand up. Yeah, and you stand up and yeah. the couch comes with you. And, uh, I mean, but you guys know I what I mean. I love that. You've, I love you've that. seen that before. Sure. Yeah. yeah. As my mom used to say, don't be a slave to your possessions. You own your possessions. Your possessions don't own you. 
That's right. Oh, such wise words. As I try to get rid of all this junk that I have collected in a lifetime. (laughs) Yes, we're always trying to simplify. I did that too this week. COVID is good for cleaning out closets and china cabinets and things like that. that. Find that silver lining. And let's raise a glass of lovely stemware to gracious hosts, okay? May we know them, may we be them. Thanks, Marta. I like to solo cup myself. (laughs) (laughs) The red, large solo cup. Kelly, Kelly, should we ever meet and should I ever (laughs) offer you a beverage, uh, I will make sure it's in a solo cup while the rest of us are using fine stemware okay just like college at the keg right yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and if 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 we can rig one of the chairs with plastic covering we'll do that too for you okay i would appreciate that thank you (laughs) all right let's keep this conversation going send us an email or leave us a voicemail you can do it at our website, www.ethicsandetiquette.com. If you want to support what we're doing, subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you took time to leave a positive review while you're there. And thank you to all of you who keep recommending Ethics and Etiquette to your friends and family. For Kelly Halligan Zimmerman and Mike Derrick, I'm Marna Ashburn, and this is Ethics and Etiquette, a thought-provoking dialogue about everyday dilemmas. It's good to be with you, and please join us again in two weeks for an all-new episode.